Scott. Yes. Okay, so we need to round out the greatest trilogy ever, Spider-Man. Okay. So Spider-Man three. So we All right. Make, we got to make it good. Yeah. Let's hear so, what you got. Okay. So we're gonna we're gonna wrap up the whole Norman Osborn, Harry Osborn, Goblin thing. Harry's well, gonna get course. his revenge. Yeah. Okay. Wrap that all up. We're gonna add Sandman. Uh, okay. Sure. We have the technology to make sand effects really good. I guess that would Spoiler, be spoiler. Cool. Sandman killed Uncle Ben. What? Wait. What? And we're gonna have Venom. What? Hold on. For Venom? a little bit, not too long, just a little dash. Why just a little dash? When Stacy's gonna be there? Why wasn't she there to start? She's a supermodel. What? And a science whiz. Huh? And gives out keys to the city of New York to Spider-Man parade. Why? Aunt May's a robot. Wait. What? I made that part up. Okay, Colin, I've got some notes. Okay. Welcome to I Have Some Notes. This is the movie podcast where we take really bad third movies and trilogies and make them slightly less bad. I don't know if we can do anything on this one, but we'll try. Uh, we're a member of the Alberta Podcast Network powered by ATD Financial. My name is Colin McIntyre. I'm Greg Beaver. I'm Scott C. Bourgeois. The movie we are doing today, uh, friends and listeners, something we've been talking about oh, since this low podcast was created was Spider-Man, not one, not two, but Spider-Man 3. Audible groan. <laughs> <laughs> or inaudible groan is what yeah. occurred there. Yeah. Uh, I remember uh, I remember going to see this opening night Ooh. in the theaters. In 2007. Yeah. A young and, Scott C. Bourgeois. Uh, uh, well, a younger Scott C. Bourgeois. <laughs> and my then-girlfriend, uh, Anita, was kind of not interested in seeing it and decided to go and watch The Toddler of some of our friends so that they could join me in the watching of the film. And at the end of the movie, we all agreed Anita had made the better <laughs> choice that evening, spending the evening by herself with a grumpy toddler. Guys, you know I love this podcast, right? I think so. But sometimes we watch movies that, that just make me hate myself. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... This like it's just this is this movie is so um, I don't know it's just joyless like there's so much happening, but but I'm not I'm not enjoying any of it except for maybe J.K. Simmons and that's about it. And who is not in the movie nearly enough? No, no, no. I would watch a J.K. Simmons as J. Jonah Jameson movie. Get oh, on that. No question. Yeah, perfect casting. I kind of probably I, the best casting to come out of. Any Spider-Man movie yeah, to date, yeah, and he fucking nails the the '60s cartoon Spider-Man cartoon, oh, yeah. J. Jonah Jameson voice. For yeah. the record, I when I say that I include Tony Stark being in the most recent Spider-Man movie, J.K. Simmons better than Robert Downey yeah. Jr. as Tony Stark. Like I am hands down the best, best, the best possibly casting. the best comic book character casting in films. Yeah. Was I'd him playing that. J. Jonah Jameson. I'd bet that. I'm, I'm actually kind of on the same. Uh, I think we're all kind of the same wave, wavelength where it's like, yeah, I, I like this podcast. It's fun. This movie was not really fun to watch. And what's funny is that every time we've done a movie that I hadn't seen in a while, I'm always like, I always kind of find something new that maybe I appreciate because I feel like I watch movies a little bit harder now. Uh, no, this one hurt. 
This yeah. one, this one was like a kidney stone. Yeah, I, and I watched this twice because oh we, my we, we scheduled Jewel to record this a week ago, and uh, and uh, I always feel like I want to watch it fresh again right before the show. <laughs> oh, I well, I I kind of only half watched it, I should say, because I was kind of like doing work the second time around. I wasn't going to give it a the, my full attention twice in a row, but I just wanted to make sure I familiarized myself with all the plot points again. But boy, is it. Is it rough? Yeah, I, I had remembered Spider-Man 3 being a pretty bad movie. And we went and watched it, and it was actually so much worse than I remembered it being. Like, the for the first time ever, I went into a movie going, I remember this movie being bad, and didn't come out of it going, yeah, that was about as bad as I remember. Or, you know what, that wasn't as bad as I remember. This is the first time I can remember being like, wow, that was actually even worse than I thought it was. Holy crap. Uh, maybe before we start getting into sort of our keeps and cuts, let's kind of set set this up for maybe the people who haven't seen it. Uh, Spider-Man 3 is the 2007. Wait, uh, why would we ruin it for I the know. people who haven't well, seen it? You know, why would we inflict this we want upon to. them? Uh, it, so this came out in two, 2007. This was the, the third of the Sam Raimi uh, Spider-Man films. Uh, and I guess maybe just to set up the context, context this was kind of like, I feel like this is kind of when the the superhero movies were they're kind of like they were on a very uphill climb now. They weren't they weren't as you as 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 many as there were now uh, in modern times. But this was kind of like this was like this was a big deal, big movie. Uh, it stars uh, Tobey Maguire, Kristen Dunst, James Franco, Thomas Hayden Church, Topher Grace, Bryce Dallas Howard, Rosemary Harris, Cliff Robertson, J.K. Simmons, and James Cromwell. Spoiler: This movie is the highest grossing Spider Man movie ever made to this day. Including Spider-Man: Homecoming and even all the other ones, and it was actually a lot a, of people made a mistake. Yes, a lot of people made a mistake. Do uh, they? Do they include Civil War and and? Um, no, because he wasn't the star of Civil War. I guess as, so. as far that's, as all the of all the fair. movies with Spider-Man in the title, this one made the most. Uh, and actually, at the time, it was uh, it was also the most expensive movie ever made at the time back in two thousand six. Yeah, but that's that's a bar that keeps getting leaked oh, yeah, every yeah. year. Yeah. So. But still, that's something to, to uh, let's uh, let's take a, a, a quick lick gander at the trailer. Whew. And we'll, a, we'll a gander with your ear holes. A gander with your ear holes. I'm gonna ask MJ to marry me. A man has to put his wife before himself. Can you do that, Peter? Yeah, I think I can. We have some new information. This is your uncle's actual killer. We lost his trail two days ago. This man killed my uncle, and he's still out there. Everybody needs help sometimes, Peter. Even Spider-Man. Revenge is like a poison. It can take us over. And before you know it, it can turn you into something ugly. The suit. Where'd this come from? The power. Feels good. But you lose yourself to it. Peter Parker has finally managed to piece together the once broken parts of his life, maintaining a balance between his relationship with Mary Jane and his responsibility as Spider Man. But more challenges arise for our young hero. Peter's old friend Harry Osborne has set out for revenge against Peter, taking up the mantle of his late father's persona as the new goblin. And Peter must also capture Uncle Ben's real killer, Flint Marco, who has been transformed into his toughest foe yet, the Sandman. 
All hope seems lost when suddenly Peter's suit turns jet black and greatly amplifies his powers. But it also begins to greatly amplify the much darker qualities of Peter's personality that he begins to lose himself to. Peter has to reach deep inside himself to free the compassionate hero he used to be if he is ever to conquer the darkness within and face not only his greatest enemies, but also himself. I want to ask you guys um, just to gauge uh, the temperature on this. How... How close to a good movie do you think this is? Like, if we were going to put this on like a 1 to 10 scale, like how broken do you feel it is? Ooh. Um, <clears throat> oh, boy. Like lo- lower the number, the more broken the movie? Yes. Okay. I'm, I'm going to give it like a 2 or a 3. Yeah, I was going to say 3. There are parts of this movie that are salvageable and great swaths of it that deserve to be thrown in the dumpster. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah I think I'm I'm gonna be a bit more generous and say maybe like a four or something like that <laughs> like it's in around we're the still end. below fifty percent <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> I don't know if that means much to the audience at the hells but that yeah I just like I I feel like you know a character deletion here and uh, and a, you know a few more tweaks here I mean the fact that you have to delete a, a, a main character or two is is a pretty big pretty big problem so it means that there's there's a lot of fixing to do so i guess uh, i guess yeah I'm, I'm kind of in agreement with you guys yeah so we want to start like uh, the so maybe before we i think we're gonna have a lot of uh, fun cutting stuff so what do we want to keep out of this movie well uh one thing that i think we should queue up before we really get into keeps and cuts is uh we we were all actually communicating with each other while watching this movie which is not something we always do but it was so astonishingly bad that we were all on social, like we were all texting at each other about how bad it was. And one of the things that we universally agreed on right up front was it felt like there were three or four different movies all yes. being crammed into this one movie. Yes. The, yeah, right off the bat, this movie just telegraphs what a mess it's going to be. Just in the opening credit sequence where it's a wash of spider webs and then sand and then venom webs and stuff like that and it's all like swirling and interlinking and stuff like that and it's just like i felt like that's just a really good metaphor for what for the problems of the film yeah yeah i did you definitely and you, when you and you when you when you kind of read about the backstory like obviously yeah like it was it was there was there was a sam raimi version of this movie and then there was the studio version and the studio kind of demanded that like venom be added gwen stacy be added and all this other stuff but yeah it really just it really just feels just kind of like like Raimi just kind of shrugged his shoulders, and went alrighty, and just started threw everything from like all these like eight, nine, ten pieces of the Spider-Man universe I in, was into the movie. Surprised to learn that the the original originally Raimi actually wanted as many villains villains as there is in this movie. He he instead of Venom, he wanted the Vulture. Oh yeah, I think I he read that too. I, I he didn't have. I, didn't, I don't think he wanted Gwen Stacy. But uh, I think that was a, a studio ask. Um, but the studio didn't like uh, Raimi's. He, they thought he was prioritizing all the uh, all the villains he loved as a kid, and not wasn't paying attention to what people wanted to see now, right? Or now then. So, and obviously, you know, in the '90s, Venom was huge. Yeah. So it makes sense that that the studio wanted Venom. It was just I I, I feel like. Even if it wasn't Venom, it was probably still going to be a mess if you had to somehow plunk Vulture in there as well. 
Yeah, it wasn't wasn't like one of the stories too that it was gonna like. I thought I I think I read the same thing you did. So like it was gonna be Anne Hathaway was gonna be in it. That and was she was a, gonna. That was Spider Man Four. Oh, was that okay? Yeah, like when once they finished this one, they Spider Man Four immediately went into development, and there was multiple versions of the, of that script, and one of them was rumored to be um, uh, Anne Hathaway as um, what's Black Cat's real Felicia name? Hardy. Felicia, Felicia Hardy. Hardy. But Felicia Hardy was called the Vultress. Yeah, she, she was a black, black cat. cat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Scott just we, gave this most severe eye roll. Yeah, the um, yeah. There's definitely yeah. It definitely felt like and we okay, we're mentioning this kind of back and forth. That for me, it felt like every time we'd, you'd be watching the movie, and then it would go to something that you had forgotten about. So they'd be talking about. Uh, so they'd be all having the scenes where you know where Mary Jane and Peter Parker are having some strife. And then it would cut to Sandman, and they're like, "Oh, oh, oh right, Sandman's in this." And they'd have like, then they'd spend this time with Sandman, and then it would jump to uh, to Harry, and it's like, "Oh, right, Harry's in the movie too." Yeah, I I was getting whiplash. Yeah, from some of the uh, from some of the scene shifts in this movie because it's just like, wait, all of a sudden we're over here, and I forgot yeah. this guy was a thing. Oh, right, and then there's that Venom stuff is still underneath. Uh, yeah, the symbi the symbiote is still underneath Peter's bed for some reason, just hanging out. Yeah, waiting and, for him to sleep. And sometimes, sometimes like the like just the way that um, you know scenes would sort of link together would would bug me, or or events would link together. Like Spider Man gets to the key the key to the city, and then all of a sudden, like Sandman just blows by or yeah. whatever. And it, it you know it just it felt like it felt pretty convenient and lazy. My my most my, of the time. my favorite example of that is actually towards the end when Venom is swinging around New York. And oh, just, yeah, and he just, just happens to <laughs> just happens to go through the one alley in New York City where Sandman is there and literally punches him out of the sky. And he's like, "Whoa, hey man, relax. I want him dead too." It's like, ooh, <laughs> and yeah, just all of a sudden, yeah, because yeah, like, like that that scene is probably one of the scenes that bugs me the most about this movie. And yeah, if I was gonna cut something. I would definitely cut that one because like it's like they, they otherwise the two of them had no reason to uh, to get together. Yeah, other other than like. You know, Venom just bumping into him and just being like, "Hey, you want to help? Hey, me you ran into kill Spider Man. Spider Man made me lose my job." And then, and then the tragic Sandman villain, who's just he's just ex con trying to go right by his little girl, is like, "Yeah, sure, let's kill Spider Man. Whatever." Yeah, yeah, I've, I've got, but well, it's it's one of so I've I've got I have this conflict that I I can't quite seem to kind of like uh, um, sort of. I can't, I, I can't, I can't find a way to resolve it because my one keep is like I really like Sandman and his special effects, but my one cut is like I would get rid of Sandman. <laughs> so I don't know how to resolve that. Colin's like, living I in like, a paradox. I like yes, I some living. of the Sandman special effects, not all. There were definitely uh, some effects where it was pretty. Yeah. yeah. Well, for 2007, but yeah, yeah, like, but I, I like, I like, I like how I like how he was done visually, but then, yeah, one of my cuts would just be all right. You're coming out of here, Flint Marco. So. uh we were talking about how disjointed the movie feels at times, cutting between stuff. And I I had that really drilled into me in the first 10 minutes. Because in the first 10 minutes of the movie, Peter and Harry have, like, an all-out fight. Oh, yeah, yeah. Over the super, streets of New York. Super in, in, like, downtown, amongst skyscrapers. They're, they're blasting buildings. They're knocking debris down to the ground. And then it is never mentioned again. 
Like there's, it's it's not in the news. Nobody was injured. The police don't care that there was just a flying superhero fight that rained debris on New York streets and yeah. did millions of dollars in damage. Never mentioned again. Yeah, featuring S- Snowboard Man. Yep, not even once. Nobody cared. Yeah, and that was when I went, oh, movie. I don't care now <laughs> because you don't care. Yeah. And that, that kind of set the tone for me. And then one, the part that, that got me to the point where I was actually angry and yelling at the movie was in the climactic final battle. They kept cutting away from the action to news people telling us what was happening in the action in the middle of the action. The big climactic set piece throwdown between the villains and Spider-Man, and they cut away from the action so a person was, on a TV screen can tell us what's yeah, happening. Wasn't 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 even there like now? now I'm, I'm, I had this block and remembering this now that like so at the moment where they're, where they're literally pummeling Spider-Man to death, the camera cuts away to go go to Old Man Newcaster <laughs> in the in the studio going like, well, it doesn't look good for this. It's like no, it's gonna be a sad day. Yeah, when Spider- if we may lose Spider-Man. My uh, my my yelling at the screen moment came when they when all of a sudden they they cut to uh, New York City Police Department headquarters uh, and they and some underling goes to uh, to Captain Stacy. He's like, we we found Flint Marco, and he's like, yeah, he was the prime suspect in the Ben Parker mover, mo- murder. And my thought was like, there are so few murders in New York City in this universe <laughs> that Ben Parker's murder actually has a name. It's called the Ben Parker murder. But then it was also the like, come again? The new suspect in the who now? And then they had to justify that whole thing later on when they showed him teamed up with like the bad guy from Spider-Man 1. And yeah. Yeah. This, that retcon. Yeah. Did not work for me at all. No. Yeah. So 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 my yeah so my cut is I'm I'm just I'm just clipping Sandman right out of this movie. I feel like that's my I feel like if if you take Sandman out, it goes from a two or if like for me from a three to a five. Right. Yes. Yes. Um, but that's just me. Well, we want you said we should talk about keeps first. Yeah, right? okay, that's a good idea because okay. because because we're gonna cut a lot. We're right? gonna cut a lot. All right. What yeah. are we keeping? Uh, well, we'll keep J.K. Simmons and and I. You know what? Honestly. Even though it was stupid, the the buzzer thing about his his blood pressure uh, when um, what's her name? Oh, Betty Brant. Betty Brant is uh, is buzzing him about it. Um, it's really really silly, but I I kind of laughed at it. I kind of thought it was, funny. It was funny. and it's just because uh, J.K. Simmons <laughs> uh, sells it. Yeah, so very well. Yeah. No, I I keep that. Sure. Yeah, I mean it's a very very tiny portion. See, I gotta, I gotta, <laughs> I gotta well, take my, I gotta cut these little tiny pieces out. Yeah, you're you're saving slivers from a very gross cake. Yeah. Um. Oh boy, what would I keep? This is killing Scott right now. Um, because there's, he's, I would, I would keep Harry. Um, I, I, there'd be a lot that I would change, but I would keep Harry. Would you keep? You'd keep that plot the whole. Uh, the whole I, like, we're going to resolve this. I would the keep. New his, yes. I would keep his revenge against. Peter Parker. Yes, I would. I would dump the amnesia bit. Oh, that's yeah, that's absolutely gone. Um, I'm I'm not convinced that I want to cut the ending of of that um, plot wherein he and Peter um, reconcile because there's a part of me which is like 
ah, uh, it's a good redemption. It's actually a decent redemption story. Yeah. And I and it's Harry getting out of the shadow of his father, and I like that. But on the other hand, is it better if it's more tragic? Yeah. And Peter has to once again make that hard choice. Uh, my friend or the city. Yeah. I have to do the responsible thing. And yeah, so I'm I'm torn on that, but for the most part, Harry Osborne I would keep in the movie. Yeah, no, I, I, I would. He's, he is the I one villain in this movie that I would not throw would, in the waste. I would keep him too, uh, but uh, like the I would uh, I would cut. He's yeah, the weird snowboardy costume where they're just kind of like, hey, you know what's cool? Snowboarding. Oh, oh yeah, I've so got let's thoughts. get rid of all the goblin stuff and just put him in a snow on a snowboard and a with mask a paintball he, mask with a, with a paintball mask that he never wears. Uh, yeah, there's, there's. They I've got been, things to say about his goblet. I have things to say about that. Um, am I the only one that actually would keep Venom in this movie? I, I think we're gonna have to have like a whole another section about, like, about maybe Venom. let's do it. Let's do it right now because okay. we're gonna cut Venom or Sandman. Which should it be? Oh, I'm cutting both, but I'm going to. This is a collaborative thing. I'm, <laughs> well, my choice would be to cut Sandman and Venom, and I'll give you. I'll give you my pitch for why that would be. Okay, but and later because that'll be a bigger change. But what I will say is that I would keep. Uh, I would keep a tease for Venom, and I would use that as the as the tease for Spider-Man Four, and then I would try to stave off the studio by saying, "Let me make this movie and finish my Goblin trilogy." And then I'll give you your stupid Venom movie. Okay. And it'll just be Venom from top to bottom. We'll just all the Venom all the time that you could ever want. Okay. Uh, and we're not bogging him down with any other villains. Yeah. I'm 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 keeping Venom. I'm actually keeping him as a major point in the major point in the movie. Because I think I think I have a way I can tie him in with Harry, but I'm I'm flushing Sandman down the sewer where he cannot reform. Until he's, for, yeah, for twenty minutes. Until he's until he's wet and <laughs> he's succumbed to I, water. I'm thinking. I'm thinking like you could, you could cut. Um, you can kind of cut Venom, but still have Venom in, in. Like like you say, Scott, just have him sort of become Venom right at the end of the film. And yeah, that's kind of where I was going with it. Too. Yeah, yeah. I think that's. A, I think that's a pretty common thing that people would want because everybody would want like a real, like an actual real Spider-Man versus Venom film. And then if you spent the the entire third film building up the tension between uh, uh, Peter Parker and Eddie Brock, then you get a really good payoff in the yeah. fourth yeah. film. Yeah. Yeah. No, and, I, and actually now, now, and now that I think about it, there was lots of stuff that, that in like this, like in that, the Venom Spider-Man mythos that they didn't even like touch on. Like they didn't no. touch that. Like Venom is, or is invisible, like doesn't trigger Spidey-Man, Spider-Man, Spider-Man, Spider-Man's a uh, Spidey sense. Yeah. Like yeah. that sort of stuff, which I, which when I would when I was a kid and I was reading the comic books, I thought that was like one of the coolest things. Was like he could yeah. sneak up on him. Yeah, he can sneak up on Spidey. That yeah, made him a little extra scary. Yeah. Well, and they even, I mean, last movie they even built in a good in for Venom, which is JJ's son, who is an astronaut who goes into space, and want to know what a really good reason for him to go into space would have been. Having been left at the altar by his fiance. Ah, there you go. And so he's up in space this movie, and you have JJ make a couple references to that fact. Yeah. And then toward the end of the movie, the space shuttle's coming back, and oh, it's got black goo on it. Yeah. And it's maybe going to crash, and Spider Man goes to save the day. Boom! Sequel hook. That's, uh, there you that's go. that is how they f- get the black goo in the 90s Spider Man cartoon, yeah. right? Yeah. Which I'm, I'm literally ripping off that yeah. idea. I'm not going to lie. But they but they had the built in in there with yeah. JJ's son from the last movie. Yeah. Uh, is anyone keeping Gwen Stacy? Uh, no. no. <laughs> she's, she's not necessary. 
Right. Because Mary Jane's been there since the beginning. I yeah. like I like Bryce Dallas Howard, but uh, she's fine. Yeah. I just yeah, I prefer they, her Jurassic parking, her way around her Jurassic Park. Yeah. But I would definitely I would definitely not keep Mary Jane as is. Uh, she's she's such a damsel in distress. I think for basically every single movie, if I'm not mistaken. Oh yeah, that that was that was that was yeah, that was very much her role, right? Yeah, it's she needs some agency. Um, I don't. Okay, I'm. Have either of you played the new Spider-Man video game? Yeah, I have not. Okay, um, I'm I'm not spoiling anything when I say this, but Mary Jane is in that game, obviously, mm-hmm. and she's playable. She's she is playable in a few parts, and she yeah. has agency, which she. Uh, uses throughout the game and uh, actually helps forward the plot. And um, tension does arise because Peter keeps like swooping in to save her, trying to stop her from doing dangerous things, even though she's, she's competent and capable enough to do them. And uh, it does start to rub her the wrong way. And it's, uh, it's one of the reasons why they've, why they're having relationship problems in the game is because she's like, I, I'm not a damsel in distress and you keep treating me like I am. And you're not treating me as a confident and capable person who can do this stuff and can help you. And you need to, you need to realize that. And I can't help but wonder if maybe if you wanted to have some tension between Peter and Mary Jane, you could have done that. The fact that she was the damsel in distress in the last two movies Maybe you could have you could have worked that in on this one and been like, she's a little upset that she keeps having to be saved by Spider-Man and she'd like to maybe help him Spider-Man, but he's being real protective of her. Yeah. Yeah. Like you could have you could have had something like that here. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. No, fair enough. Uh, and again, that does not that in no way spoils anything that happens in the Spider-Man video. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, she's just got to she's got to be able to. Uh, I, I just don't want to see her hanging from from some sort of contraption that the villains have devised for her. Like it's just, it's pretty old old hat with the uh, uh, in comic books in general. But like especially with the Raimi movies, it's just like it's, it's every movie. So and they and almost every Raimi movie, I've always I kind of always kind of thought that this was a little bit of an irritation is that um, most of the Raimi movies have the same sort of arc for the villain that they've there's. Um, there's some sort of re- redemption for them in, in for the villains in some way. Certainly with Doctor Octopus, he gets he gets a little bit of redemption at the well, end. Well, and, and then, even in this movie, Green Goblin and Sandman yeah, and both Sandman, get redemption. Yeah. 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 Wh- whether or not it is well earned. So so part of me, I don't think this is how I'm going to fix the movie, but uh, part of me was just like, I just want a real real bad guy, real big bad guy, which I mean, could do if it was Venom. That would be that would be him all over. Yeah. No, I'd agree. Oh, I've got bad guy thoughts. I, and again, I, I, I'm 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 okay. If you want a real bad guy, I'm okay with making Harry go full bad guy. Yeah, I, I would and want have bad, bad and have Peter have to and have the tragic ending and have Peter have to be like Harry's my best friend since I was a kid. Yeah, and I have to destroy him yes. in order to save the city. Yeah, and it kills me. But Spider Man, Spider Man's ethos is about having to make the the hard cho- the hard but right choice. With great power comes great responsibility. And the responsible thing in that case is I need to stop Harry no matter the cost. It's it's tragic, but yeah. it works. Yeah. Throughout my time like thinking about this movie, like I've I've been torn between um, either going with with de- like basically deleting Venom and going with Sandman as the as the main villain or or going 
full venom and and I kind of eventually sort of landed on going full venom because his venom is marries to Peter Parker's arc in this movie a little bit better because the 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 theme is supposed to be um choices in making making the the right and best choices right like P- Peter makes a decision um, whether to use the the suit or not, he's gonna make a better choice when it comes to Mary Jane about you know he's gotta do the right thing and apologize to her and all that kind of stuff. So those that theme works better for me with Venom because Eddie Brock makes the wrong choice, so he sort of mirrors Peter Parker a little bit. But I think you could do that with Harry in this movie, sure, in the place of Eddie Brock, and have for every time that Peter's making the right choice and improving his situation. Harry's making the wrong choice and making things worse. Mm-hmm. And I think that that, because in some ways, Harry and, and Peter are foils for one another. And I think that that, that works with, I, obviously I'm, I'm pushing very strongly for Harry should be the main villain in this movie. Yeah. And then I have a solution for a secondary villain, but it's not Sandman and it's not Venom. Oh, but Follow I don't know, but I don't know I, if, if I really hope it's a robot at me. Is, <laughs> But is that the point where we leave a little bit of our own cliffhanger and go into I, a short I, break? I, I think we could. I, at this point, I would like to mention that we're 20, uh, 26 minutes into this episode, and no one has mentioned that they would cut emo disco uh, Peter Parker. I no. think that goes without saying. Oh, okay. That was Especially just, that was if we don't it. have... Bl- if, we're, if, we're, if, we're, <laughs> if we're jettisoning Venom in any capacity, there's no black suit, and there's no reason for Peter Parker to turn into a total D-bag. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's true. Although, I mean... <laughs> I'll, in de- I'll, I'll just say in defense, I mean, regardless of whether we're going to keep that or cut it, um, in defense of that scene, I feel like emo Pete would work if he would work if this movie was better. Like it would be it would, it would feel like it would come off a lot funnier. Yeah. If this movie wasn't such a total mess in other places, but because it's so disjointed and like you said, Scott, like it gives us whiplash like like those those scenes although funny in isolation kind of come out of nowhere and they and they they don't they don't work very well well and it's what's funny is what's funny about those scenes too is that like so when peter is walking down the street and he's like he's got he's he's putting out that vibe like he's he's all that in a bag of chips uh like the women that are walking past him are laughing at him so so yeah, it's i i feel like at that like at that point of the movie like sam raby's just like yeah whatever I'm just doing whatever at this point, and he's just being allowed to because, because my I, I didn't remember that part. I like I remembered emo disco Peter, and I remember it like the movie taking it seriously, and I was surprised on the rewatch that it was like no, like no one else thinks that Peter's actually. Oh no, no cool one thinks here. Peter's cool. No, because, because the Peter's the Venom, acting the way he thinks cool yeah, people act. The Venom yeah. suit is amplifying Pete, and Pete's a nerd, and he's he's doing what he thinks cool people do. Right? Yeah. Um. Honestly, my main issue with that scene is kind of what you touched on. It's tonally inconsistent, not just within this movie, but with the rest of the trilogy. Yeah. And if it was the kind of wacky humor that had been set up even as far back as the first movie, then it I wouldn't have found it so just out of place. Yeah. Because it is it is tonally inconsistent with everything else. Yeah. Doesn't make sense. Doesn't make sense. I have no problem with having a dance break in the middle of a movie. <laughs> I have a problem when it doesn't make sense with the rest of the movie. 
Uh, are, are we keeping anything else or anything? Anything is little, little tiny little thing you even want to keep? Anything little little gem little? Um, I don't. I like Harry's sacrifice. I know we're sort of him and hawing about whether he he's a full villain or not. Um, I do. I I do like his sacrifice in the end, and I and I uh, and I think that works well for for Peter as well because it's the 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 my feeling is with Spider Man is is always that he always ends up being somewhat partially responsible for you know a person he cares about getting hurt. And that's the kind of like the continual motivation of Spider-Man and, and his and his constant struggle is that is that no matter how much good he tries to do, somehow, some way, the people he loves gets hurt. So that kind of works with Spider-Man for me. Uh, the one thing I would keep, and I think this is kind of one of the like the part of the part of the movie that um, uh, that I think you could you could kind of expand and blow up is is I kind of like like they they had sort of like set up that hey. Mary and Mary Jane Peter Parker are together. It's the it's you know it's it's the fairy tale. She's an actress, but then all of a sudden she's you know the the acting thing isn't going well. Uh, and I think you could sort of uh, kind of kind of expand on that a little bit. Where it's like okay, they've they've got the fairy tale, but now you know hey now like reality you know, has re- reality sets in right where it's like uh, you know like so she's having issues with her career maybe and, that, and again maybe you tie this into whether you know whether venom becomes the main character in this movie or in the next movie in spider-man 4 in our infamous spider-man 4 uh where it's like okay now peter's got some uh got some conflict at his job too at his life you know you know so he's always got always had this stuff with spider-man that kind of gives him some stress but now he's got you know his other parts of his life giving him some added some conflict and you know that sort of stuff so i like that i would have and i think that's you, I, I would keep that in some way and kind of build on it, but again, it depends on kind of what we're doing with the movie and who's going to be the villains. And what's going to be the <laughs> yeah? If there's which something I think our Justice point, League episode has shown, it's that uh, I, if Greg likes to cut the protagonist, I like to change up the villain. <laughs> let's let's get rid of Spider Man. That's 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 our okay. I, I haven't done that yet. Yeah, <laughs> just we'll see yet. when we get to change. Well, how about uh, we'll 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 take a little break and then after we get back, we'll uh, we'll talk about how we make this a better movie or movies. <laughs> which is probably where we're going with it. In Alberta, you get to choose who you buy your energy from. If you choose Park Power, your money stays here. Plus, Park Power shares its profits with local not-for-profits that are working to make a difference for their communities. Shopping local is very important to Park Power's owner, Chris Kasoski, and we love local here at the Alberta Podcast Network, so naturally, it's a great fit. You can learn more right now at parkpower.ca. Welcome back to I Have Some Notes. I'm Colin. Hi, I'm Greg. I'm Scott. Uh, we're talking about Spider-Man 3, which uh, we're going to turn from one bad movie into, I think we talked about the break, <laughs> Two 12 <or> three. good <laughs> movies. Uh, but Scott has, Scott has something he wants to throw out there for... All for, right. This is Scott's make or break pitch. Here so. we go. Here we go. The big I'm, reveal. I'm, Here we go. I'm, Here we go. I'm, I'm crossing my arms in skepticism. <laughs> so, the, the thrust of the last two movies has really been about the inherent villainy in Oscorp. This is a trilogy about the Osborne family. It's about yep. Norman and Harry Osborne as the underlying thread through it all. And I think that by putting by throwing in an, a, a weird villain like Sandman and an unnecessary villain like Venom, you dilute that. The movie needs to be focused on Harry as the main villain 
And if you need a secondary villain, and I think you do, Zombie you have one. Norman Osborn. No. <laughs> you have one who's been in the... Well, actually, no. You're not far off. Oh. Because Harry needs to be in the Green Goblin costume in this movie. Right. And for a portion of this film, Peter needs to think Norman Osborn is back from the dead. Like, that is... Like, he legitimately needs to be like, holy crap. Yeah. That's the Green Goblin. That guy should be dead. What's going on? Um, because it should be, it should be completely outside Peter's imagining that Harry would become the Green Goblin. Like he should, that shouldn't even be possible to Peter, because Harry's his friend. But you need a secondary villain, and you've had one there waiting in the wings since the first movie, Doctor Kurt Connors, the Lizard. Oh yeah. He gets a bunch of money from Oscorp because Oscorp is on its last legs. Look at the last two movies. Its board of directors got murdered. Yep. Its CEO died under mysterious circumstances. Harry inherits the company and then blows its wad on Dr. Octopus, who goes crazy and nearly destroys the city and ruins their big fusion energy plan. So Oscorp is on the brink of ruin. Harry is desperate for a win. And he throws money at Dr. Connors, who's got this new regenerative technology that he's on the cusp of, of uh, realizing and unleashes the lizard by accident. Mm -hmm. And so now this is like Oscorp is ruined. Like this is just another huge disaster, a waste of money, a uh, PR nightmare. And this is what makes Harry finally snap. And he's like, this is all Peter's fault. This is all Spider-Man's fault. None of this would happen. None of this would have happened if it hadn't been for right. Spider-Man. And so this is the point where he goes full Green Goblin and starts going after Spider-Man. Spider-Man, meantime, is trying to stop the lizard rampage while being harried by the Green Goblin, who at this point he doesn't realize is Harry. That was actually unintended wordplay there. Um, and then at about the midway point through the movie, the lizard gets wrapped up. Dr. Connors gets turned back into Dr. Connors. He's like, holy crap, that was terrible. Lock me away because I, Dr. Kirk Connors, am a good guy. And the lizard is a monster and he cannot be allowed to continue. Mm -hmm. And then my, my thinking is that Harry, having seen that the regenerative technology has potential, thinks that maybe he could bring his dad back. And so he breaks out Dr. Connors and tries to pressure him into finishing the technology bringing the lizard back. And that leads us into our final act yeah. is there's, there's a final throwdown between the green goblin and the lizard and Spider-Man. And that's where, that's where we have our big finale. Mm. But I think the lizard's been, the lizard's been there the whole time. Dr. Connors was in the first movie. He was in the second movie. He's in this movie in yeah. the current version yeah. and they never pull the trigger on him. And he's, he's a science villain. Unlike, Sandman and Eddie Brock. Yeah. So he ties into Oscorp and you finish off the Oscorp trilogy by having Harry finally be the full focal villain of the movie and there be a secondary science villain that he's once again, like Dr. Octopus kind of responsible for. There you go. There's your villains for this movie. Okay. Um, I like this quite a bit. Um, it's, a page one rewrite, which is not usually what we do, but well, let me try yeah. and introduce some of the uh, some of the uh, Spider-Man three elements that are that are existing into it because I I, I would actually still like to keep uh, the black suit 
Well, we could we could introduce the black suit without having Peter necessarily have to go full bad this movie. Like you could you could set the seeds for that this movie to segue into our our now spin-off fourth movie which will have Venom <laughs> as the main villain. So I I'm, I'm not against bringing in the black suit at this juncture, just don't don't go all the way with it yet. I uh I do want to do that though. I I really I really like um, I, I was a big fan of um, the Spider-Man '90s cartoon series, and I really liked the the bell tower scene where um, Spider-Man, like in the '90s cartoon movie, he 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 has black suit for a while, and then it starts to you know really mess with his emotions, and he's getting really angry all the time, and then he almost kills Shocker, and then it's at that point that he goes to the bell tower, the bell tower, you know, has, you know, the vibrations, the sound that the Venom suit does not like, and, and then it drops on Eddie Brock at the end. So I, I really like that bell tower scene. I was happy that it was in this movie. It's just unfortunately that the movie around that particular scene didn't work as well. So I would like to find a way of, like, fitting all that kind of stuff in there. I actually, I actually just had a brainstorm, if you want to keep that. The reason why, in the end, Peter ends up beating Harry is because the dark suit drives him to, like, actually, like, kill that guy. Yeah. And, I mean, it's for the greater good. Harry Osborn was crazy and evil at this point and needed to be destroyed. But Peter is like, oh, my God, what have I done? And that leads him to the bell tower for the end of the movie. The climax is him versus himself rather than him versus Harry in that case. And then he sheds the black costume, and then that leads you into the next movie. I'd be okay with that. Yeah, I really like, instead of having the conflict with Mary Jane where he accidentally punches her and that becomes the realization uh, that he's he's going too far with this suit, uh, I like the idea of having uh, Harry Osborn be the one that he almost... He almost offs, you know, just to, and that's that to me is like a, a good completion to that whole story, right? Because they're they're they used to be friends. They're so at odds with one another, and he really almost gets there to the point of doing like the thing that he that would he cause nearly Peter co- Parker the yeah. most pain if he was directly involved in killing yeah. someone. He 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 comes up to the line and then shrinks back. Yeah, and that's what pulls him back. You could even have you could even have uh, Doctor Connors play a role in that because Doctor Connors is a character who also has duality mm-hmm. because the lizard is a monster and Doctor Connors is actually a good dude. Yeah. They're not the same person. And if prior to uh, the final throwdown with Harry, Doctor Con- once again the lizard has been neutralized and Doctor Connors is back in in control of his faculties, he could be the one to be like Spider Man, don't do it. Yeah. Like that's that's the wrong thing to do because Doctor Connors is Doctor Jekyll and Doctor Jekyll is a good guy. Yeah, and he could play the angel on his shoulder in that moment. Yeah, and that could make that could be the thing that makes Peter like go, "What was I about to do? I was about to be as bad a monster as the lizard, who is a literal monster." <laughs> Here's my idea how to like just mas- massage those those two ideas into into the movie. So you've got Peter Parker; he works with. Doc Connors in his lab oh, yeah. at the beginning of the movie. Um, Doc Connors, like you said, is getting all this money from Oscorp and he's doing his experiments and stuff like that. He's super, super, really, really busy. Meanwhile, Par- Peter Parker finds the the symbiote and he's, you know, he's he gets 
kind of seduced by it, uh, but he's also trying to get Doc Connors' help in, in terms of like, you know, what is this? What is this thing? Um, but because Doc Connors is so wrapped up in his own research, he can't actually help uh, Peter Parker, and that leads to Peter Parker like basically getting in the black suit and then becoming uh, evil Peter Parker, right? And then well, becoming dark Peter Parker. Dark Peter Parker, sure. Uh, and then at the end of the movie, you can still have like that bust up between where it's a, a three a, a three uh, superhero fight between the lizard, Green Goblin, and Spider Man. Spider Man manages to beat uh, Lizard first, and as he's laying in a pile of rubble, uh, and Peter Parker beats up is is about to kill Harry Osborn. That's when Kirk Connors sort of steals himself, you know becomes Dr. Jekyll again, as you said, and then, you know, becomes Peter Parker's friend again and just tries to make him stop. Yeah, I like that. That's, we... I think that's, I think that right there is a solid <laughs> plot fix for this movie. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to just, I'm going to tweak a couple, uh, tweak one thing here. No, is there a way, um, I may pose this as a question, can we have it so that the symbiote doesn't come from space? I don't see why not. Then we could have it come from Oscorp's labs. Yeah, have it like have it like I I I even 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 in the like in the in the comic book mythos and stuff like that. That it came from space always kind of bugged me (laughs) because because I because I like we kind of just just chat about this uh, during the break that how Spider Man is is your friendly neighborhood Spider Man. He deals with like New York City stuff. If you're in Philadelphia, you don't care because he's mostly just he's a he's a New yeah. York guy, right? He's so, he's stopping purse snatchers yeah. while the Avengers so, are off fighting Doctor so, Doom. So so so, and I, I like the idea of, of I, I like the idea of using the black suit and tying it in. And I think if there's a way we can tie it in so that, um, yeah, it's one of Oscorp's development. It's this extra little thing that kind of gets out of control. And maybe and again, maybe to tie in like more with the kind of what I'd mentioned in my my keeps is that have it so that the fairy tale for maybe maybe have it so that um, you know that the fairy tale is not crumbling but it takes a lot of work and peter's finding he needs he's like okay i can't do it all even with these great abilities i have because of uh my response to spider-man yeah, and my science like and the so, suit begins to solve some of his problems yeah it, 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 it allows yeah. yeah it allows him to yeah to maybe to have that extra bit of edge that edge that energy or whatever it is to, to the confidence yeah to be like okay yeah i can i can i can be these places and doing all these different things at once but then it then it starts to kind of take over him i'd even be willing to say that um if if the relationship between mary jane and peter starts out a little rocky at the beginning of the movie the the suit maybe even help starts to help that because it boosts his confidence it gives him a little bit of an edge mm-hmm. and at first Mary Jane's kind of like I like this new attitude like, like you're, you're new, being like a little more assertive yeah. like you're this. here you're more present and, yeah. yeah and then yeah. of course it starts to go too far yeah. because the suit's yeah. evil and but. maybe and may and maybe and maybe and maybe and maybe I would even change it so that so in the start of this movie like Spider Man's the hero and he's and he's there's there's parades and stuff like that. And maybe my tweak is in maybe the reasons that Peter's attracted to the suit and it does makes for more of a, a darker, kind of scarier Spider-Man is that maybe by this point, you know, New York has seen Spider-Man for a while and he's a bit of a, like, he's, he's a oh, bit of if, a joke, right? What have you he's done just, this week? Yeah, he's like, oh, you're, all you're doing is, is stopping purse snatchers. You haven't, there's <laughs> been, there's been <laughs> like, and like, like saving balloons for small children, right? So that, so that, so, and yeah, so maybe... So kind of so bring brings in sort of my te- uh, my my kind of uh, ask where it's 
the so at the end of Spider-Man two, the he's got the fairy tale, he's got the girl, he saved the city again, he's Spider-Man, he's the hero, everything's going great. And in this movie, things aren't going so great because Spider-Man's a bit of a joke. He's still 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 now he's a bit of a joke now. He's still dead broke. Uh, you know, his best friend hates him. And you know, things with Mary Jane, she's having problems with her work and stuff like that. So he's like, Okay, I need I need he has all this power, but it's not enough. And that's where he maybe he needs that. Yeah. 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 Um, as a side note to the black suit, we introduce Eddie Brock in this movie. He's he's a secondary character hanging around the bugle. Yeah. And sniffing around Spider-Man. But he do, he he is not Venom until the end of this sure. movie. The, the last thing you see is the symbiote dripping down from the bell tower onto Eddie Brock. Yeah. yeah. That is as much. That is as close as Eddie Brock gets to the symbiote in this movie. Yeah. But I, but I do think he should be introduced in this movie if we're if we're going full on Venom next movie. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, it, you could also, I mean, we could have the uh, the symbiote. Like you don't want it to be from space. It could literally just be something that Peter Parker is working on in the lab at the beginning. Of the yeah. Movie. Like it could just be like a specimen and that the specimen that Doc Connors is like, here, you go play with this thing. Oscorp bought it and they don't know what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's you can give it, you can easily give the symbiote a science. Yeah. Background. It's a different type of wed fled fluid that becomes alive or something. <laughs> along those lines. Like, yeah, Why not? Like, like it yeah. could very well I've, be. Yeah. I, I feel, I feel like that. Yeah. That having it, having it sort of come out of, come out of Peter Parker's life somehow, uh, I think makes him give more responsibility for it as opposed to I found this underneath my bed because it fell in a park and attached myself to my moped. Yeah, and yeah, if- what, like that's one thing about this movie that really bothers me is that, like is like there's just there's a random there's just a suit and he's just like where did this come from? Well, I guess he doesn't like he doesn't question it all. He just like I'm just put this weird thing on, no problem. Yeah, yeah, and I- like does he think someone made it for him? Or, like oh, what's maybe. the deal? Yeah, I think uh, I I kind of like the idea of. Peter almost being responsible for Venom in that case. Yeah. Like not just yeah. in that in that like Venom liked being Spider-Man and decided to continue Spider-Maning as a bad guy with Eddie Brock, but Yeah. and then later on the Scorpion. What if But uh uh who by the way is another villain who has never <laughs> shown up in the movies. What if what if what, what if we do this and just this just occurred to me. So maybe so 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 we've we've established that he's working with Kirk Connors a lot mm-hmm. and you think so And if they're working it, on regenerative like uh Technology and Doctor Connors is going down his uh, reptiles can regenerate their yeah. their limbs hole yeah rabbit hole <laughs> lizard hole <Yeah>. and uh, <laughs> and uh, Peter could be like tinkering with some of the castoffs from previous research. See, what my idea was going to be that so while so like Peter's full bore of science things, so he's kind of living so he's kind of living that dream of his life. That he's a full on science guy, and that maybe while he's he's helping Doc Connors, he's investigating his own super radioactive spider blood uh, and trying to go, hey, how do I pump this up a little bit? How do I get more out of this? And somehow from that, maybe mixed in with what Kirk Connors is doing, be, creates the, the the goop, the Spider-Man, whatever it is, the, the symbiote. It, it makes the dark Spider-Man in that case akin to Lizard. And that's an interesting parallel that Peter and Dr. Connors both end up kind of walking down the same path in that sense, which I like, actually. I like yeah. that parallel. Yeah. Yeah. I, I kind of like that it would, like if you just leave it mysterious, which like, is fine. Like even, if it, if it's just a sample and you don't talk about where it came from, it's, yeah, it's just a sample. It's some mysterious thing. Maybe you can get you can make reference to like 
Oh, it, it came from underground and, and, and we also found Eloks and Morlocks in there or whatever, but like, you know, it, it was in the fridge at the day. The mole man. <laughs> um, but no, but uh, to go back to my point though, I like, regardless of where the symbiote comes from, I like the parallel between dark Spider-Man and the lizard in that, in this case, both Peter and Dr. Connors in trying to improve themselves, unleash something yeah, dark that, that way their storylines kind of mesh yeah and that's and and to an extent it also ties into harry's uh story in which he's also letting something dark out mm-hmm. um and so all of our villains are thematically linked unlike in the current movie yeah. where they where make they, no where sense they, together where they just bump into each yeah. other and be yeah. like hey bro you want to kill spider-man bro yeah high five boom so uh, yeah, we've, we've actually made a more thematically co- number one. We've made a movie that uh, that builds on the the plot of the previous two movies by keeping it firmly in with Oscorp, and number two has a nice thematic core. It all ties Man, together. Do any of you guys have Sam Raimi's number? I'm just going <laughs> to give him a call right now and just let him know that we yeah, we solved the that we fixed for him. that we fixed this. <laughs> pretty, I think like this this sounds like a much better movie. This is a movie I would much. More pref- I'll help fund this. This is movie. a movie I would prefer to watch. I'll help this fund this movie so long as in Spider Man 5, after we get done with Venom, we have uh, Robot Ant May and Zombie Zombie Ben Park. <laughs> yeah. And then Sandman. And then just all the other like Spider Spider uh, Scorpion, as as was just uh, momentarily Vulture, established. Bio. Scorpion has not yet appeared in eh, a movie. Shocker. And he's linked to JJ, so you get more oh. JJ if you bring in Scorpion. Oh, there you go. Was he like was, was Scorpion referenced in? Uh, I think he's referenced at the end of Amazing Spider-Man Two, if I'm not mistaken. Is he? I do not recall. Isn't there? I think I think they kind of give like, they kind of give all the Sinister Six like a little tiny bit of a yeah because they show like all the suits or something yeah, 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 like that, yeah, yeah, like yeah. all the like yeah, yeah, yeah. Osborne robot suits or whatever. Oh, you're talking about the new movies? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, that, yeah that doesn't amazing, count. Amazing, yeah, they, that doesn't count. Those don't exist, Greg. What are you talking about? Just because you see Scorpion's tail doesn't mean you saw Scorpion. Yeah. Would you guys keep Tommy McGuire? I will go back to Keith's nope. cuts real quick. Sorry. Yeah. I'm, like, he, he won't stop grinning. Like, stop grinning. Why are you always grinning? Why? Like, is he a bad actor? Uh, maybe. Because I think about it and I was like, I was like, well, Pleasantville was really good. But I don't know that, like, it was good because of Tobey Maguire. Oh, sorry. I thought you meant Topher Grace. Uh, I, feel, I feel like he was... Uh... He was okay. Like he's fine. Like I feel like I feel like I feel like Toby nails the Peter Parker dorkiness really well. I guess the part of it's the writing because Spider Man's not very quippy, which is always something that I had a big problem with in the uh, in the Raimi verse. Yeah. Um. Uh. But I, I and I also didn't love Sam Raimi's um tone, like the like the Gully G shucks type of uh spider-man like and i get it like he's making he was making the spider-man movie from his youth and yeah he's making he's making spider-man it's a a 60s spider-man he's a lot more campy and stuff so it makes sense but just from my you know i grew up in a different era and i just i wanted a different a different spider-man um i would say yes but only if we were going back and fixing spider-man (laughs) one because i feel like that's a casting change that would have to have been made right off the bat if we're if we're if we're making the third movie in a trilogy i don't think we recast toby mcguire at this juncture no i think you can recast anytime you like that's my especially with movies i think i think it works out fine like they recast um 
Rachel in the in the uh, uh, Batman movies, and she was a pivotal character in both movies, and, that, they, and they were and it worked out fine. Say, and yet, yeah. if they had recast Christian Bale, that would have there would have been then would there would have been, been firebombings. Did did were people really in love with? Christian Bale's Batman. That I don't. Much. I don't know that they would have been, but the, it's the fact that he was the lead. I think. I don't know. I don't know. I, th- I think. I, th- I think Hollywood should get used to like recasting if they have to. If like if it's you just James Bond the character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's fine. I've been saying they should do that with Indiana Jones for years. Oh yeah. I, I when they said that Chris Pratt was going to be Indiana Jones, I was like, yes, I'm there. Just like because he just seems like the perfect guy to to be sure. If you if you've got a a guy who can carry an action scene wearing the hat and the jacket and flinging out a bullwhip, you've got Indiana Jones. It doesn't have to be Harrison Ford. Indiana Jones uh, is the villain in Spider Man Seven. Done. (laughs) Sweet. Agreed. (laughs) Just just to just to tie that all in. No question. Um, So uh, you wanted to go through. We didn't get a ton of comments, but we actually got a lot of comments from from one person. Yeah, we'll do something a little bit different with this uh, listener comments. We're going to actually go through point by because Nathan Martin. Loyal, loyal listener, Nathan Martin. Who's Thank you, commented Nathan, on way. virtually all of our episodes. Yeah, and uh, he wrote us a novel, and I, I sort of paraphrased a bunch of it, and we're going to go through your stuff point by point here, so strap in. Uh, yeah, so be- but before we do that, uh, you too can get in on the note-having. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Uh, we'll let you know what movie is coming on, and you can uh, get your notes read on the show, so we will read them on the show like we're going to do for Nathan. So Nathan's got all these points. So, uh, so we're going to go through them all and, and we're going to chat about them. So Nathan says, uh, so Nathan's fixed for the scientists who say it's probably just a bird. I think he's referencing when the, the gravel pit where they got the lasers in the gravel pit. Yeah. When uh, no, Sandman's getting turned into Sandman. Yeah. Not only the was experiment it. experiment he falls into. <laughs> whoops. Oh no. <laughs> now I'm Sandman. Not, not only was it not a bird during your experiment, it was a guy. His fix just to have Sandman fall into an already in motion experiment. Yeah. Sure. I think. Um, I mean, it's still like really convenient and dumb, but yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. At least, <laughs> heck, you can have the scientists be like, "Oh crap, there's a person in there. Shut it down." But it's too late. Too yeah. late. Yeah. Uh, Mary Jane, you don't know what it's like to be not liked. She says to Peter, uh, "Peter is Spider-Man. He knows exactly what she's talking about." Fix. She's a struggling actress, but also struggles with the fact that the man she loves is putting himself in danger all the time. That puts a strain on their relationship. So and we kind of we kind of touched something on that. Greg mentioned. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Harry found their hidden goblet room and said, I should just keep trying to kill Spider-Man. His fix, uh, Nathan's fix is, Harry's knowledge, his dad's villainy sends him spiraling out of control, becomes new goblin. After a fight with Dark Peter, Harry turns good again and helps Peter get the suit off. So I think he's... So yeah. we're, we, we go a little further than that, but we're kind of on the same line yeah. there. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm of the mind that I do like I, I like... I want like James Franco just going all evil like he's... Just all the way down. There is actually, there's one scene in this movie which, uh, in which James Franco steals the movie. And that's where he breaks the news to Peter that he's the other guy mm-hmm. with Mary Jane. Oh, and yeah. That's why she can't be with him anymore. Yeah. And he's all, like, he's all devastated. And then Peter leaves. And then the waitress brings him a piece of, like, pie. And she's like, how's the pie? And he just gives her the biggest crap-eating grin. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, it's so good. And it's just like, stand up and applaud. <laughs> James Franco, you just stole the movie. <laughs> uh, Nathan's fixed for Sandman. It says, I'm the guy who shot Uncle Ben, therefore just rendering every motivation of Spider-Man moot because it was an accident. 
Uh, oh. his, well, Sandman's not in our version of the movie, <laughs> so we don't have to worry about uh, that stupid retcon. His fix is that Sandman, ki- Sandman kids, kidnaps the doctor to help help his sick kid, gets in touch with, with light Peter, escapes, then later fights dark Peter, who hits him with the massive heat, turning him into glass. Uh, sure. Into glass man? Yeah, so sort of like, man. I guess that would be uh, Peter's uh, sort of like darkest moment kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Sort of similar to what we were doing as well, where, where Harry, Harry Osborn uh, almost gets killed by Spider-Man. Yeah. Uh, Nathan on Aunt May. I'm going to tell here. I'm, I'm here to tell you a long story about swimming. Uh, fix. You're an adult now, Peter, and marriage is a big step. So take it real serious. Okay, I'm going away on a holiday. <laughs> yeah, I feel like Aunt May is just kind of not really. Yeah, she's she's, she's only she's, she's there a, to kind of ground Peter, sort of, but like she grounds him multiple times. It's kind of like okay. We well, get she it. gets lost in the in the soup that this that's this movie, and yeah, you know, it's kind of unfortunate. Well, much much in the way is. JJ does. For yeah, <laughs> I mean, like the movie's all about Peter's. Fight, uh, fighting with his own morals, I guess, and, it, and it's kind of sad that his moral core gets lost in the film somehow. Uh, Gwen uh, says, "I have no reason to be in this movie at all." Fixed, not in the movie. Which is, <laughs> yeah, we which we is, kind of forgot about Gwen. We didn't even bring her back up after yeah, we cut her. Yeah, yeah, that's it's like yeah. There's really no uh, as a, as a kind of an extension of Gwen. The one thing I, uh, I didn't mention is in my cuts, but can we cut the scene where in when Peter is in like college? that there's still people throwing spitballs at him in college. Yeah. Like, it's still, like, grade 10. <laughs> like, I feel like at you, when, you're at a, when you're at a prestigious New York Science University, that probably doesn't happen. <laughs> ain't, ain't no jocks in, like, biology 10, 20 or whatever. Here's, here, while we're on the subject of Gwen Stacy again, uh, at the end of the movie, uh, the extant movie, Spider-Man 3, um, they're at Harry's funeral because he has died. And MJ and Peter and MJ and Peter are like more grieving over his coffin and symbolically they're standing on opposite sides of it because they still haven't healed the rift. And then it like shoots the crowd and Gwen and Captain Stacy are in the crowd at Harry's funeral. Did they know him? (laughs) Because they don't even share a scene together in this movie. Why are they at his funeral? (laughs) It makes no sense. It makes as much sense as Sandman shedding a tear at the end of the movie. Uh, He's a man made of sand. <laughs> How is he crying? Yeah, the water was clearly his kryptonite. So yeah. <laughs> like it's that's just, not good. It's just a, a one of another one of those sloppy things where it's like there's no relationship there. Why are they at Harry Osborn's yeah. funeral? Is Sandman crying like the equivalent of him like self-immolating or something <laughs> like that? That's very strange. Um, You know what we we totally spaced on is the fucking butler. We didn't talk about the terrible, terrible butler. Oh, he's so bad. Super, super old Alfred. The butler who could have solved every problem in the series two movies ago by just talking to Harry. Yeah. Who he says is like a son to him. And he was like a, a very poor actor who was clearly like a friend of producer slash director or somebody. Also, not a very good butler because when Mary Jane's coming over, he's like, hey, butler, go get some food. And then the next scene is, like, Harry making food. Like, Oh, like, you mean, like, he, yeah. he didn't, like, get it ready prepared? Yeah, he didn't prepare. Them. He was just like, go get some food. And then just all of a sudden there's all these groceries and Harry's <laughs> he, making his own food. It's just, like, he just what are you doing here? He just shows up with an assortment of groceries. To be fair. None of them are related. It'd be like, you get... <laughs> to be fair, that butler was clearly too old to actually yes. do any housework. Yeah. So he probably shouldn't, yeah, should just be. Re- 
I mean, he did, obviously not paying he did it. clean the wounds of a dead man. I mean, that's uh, that's pretty much going above and beyond. Butler when it comes to a be- needed a to be treated better to have a better retirement package than what the, the Osbournes were giving him. Yeah, considering they live in a castle in New York. Well, um, castle like penthouse. Castle like penthouse. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, Nathan, back to Nathan for his Peter Spider Man fix. I'm torn between giving having great power, greater power than before. So I'll dance and kiss other girls to piss off an already angry girlfriend who I guess I want to marry? Question mark. Uh, his fix is, while trying to juggle being Spider-Man, the worries of Mary Jane and his angry friend knowing his secret, Harry happens upon the black suit. The suit encourages him to not be pushed around. He tells MJ, I don't need you. Stops trying to help Harry. He eventually hurts Harry in his anguish, in, in his anguish glasses while rescuing the doctors. Uh, MJ and Harry team up to save Peter from himself. I think that was, he, he glasses the Sandman, right? While oh, okay, yeah. yeah. While, he's, while he's saving the doctors. Sure. So, yeah. I think that again. That's uh, uh, so we we sort of did something similar, just with a different character. I think. Yeah, and that and that does give MJ a little more agency. Sure. Yeah. Um, which is something we didn't really address in our fix. Actually, I'll grant is that yeah, we, even we though did, I made a big show of it in the first. Yeah, half. we don't we don't really have a full fix for MJ in this movie, and I do agree that she shouldn't just be a damsel. Even though Harry would know to go after her to go after Peter. Yeah. I feel like I feel like there's a way to give her some agency in the end too, and perhaps maybe she's also there with Doctor Connors to try to to stop Peter from doing the worst thing to Harry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like maybe there's maybe there's a way to move that piece into place without her having just been kidnapped and tied up by Harry. Yeah, you mentioned the video game, and one of the things the video game does is that uh, uh, the Mary Jane is not an actress; she's a reporter, and that helps put her right in, in the, the soup with everybody else yeah. right so it's kind of hard really? to get it Mary, works too yeah and they turn her into lois lane kind of and it, yeah. again it works yeah. because she's because it gives her a reason to be part of the action yeah right yeah um with if you if we're going based on like what sam raimi has already set up it gets a little bit harder to get her directly involved in the, uh, well, unless it, we decide to just give her superpowers you also don't want to just do Green Goblin kidnaps Mary Jane Redux, no. which happened in the first movie. Yeah. So yeah, I feel uh, there's there's something there. We just haven't quite hit on it. That's that's the one lingering thing we haven't been able to fix in this movie. Yet. What say you, listeners? <laughs> We've got it ninety percent of the way there. Yeah. Perhaps you can finish finish the last ten percent for us. Yeah. We've we've uh, passed it to you. You just need to we've raised sink it, the goal. We've raised it from a three and a half to a four to at very least a seven, maybe an eight. Yeah, being modest. So you guys got to take it the rest of the way. Um, uh, Nathan's last point for Eddie Brock slash Venom. Uh, he's a mustache twirling villain right now. So uh, his fix is Brock gets mixed up with ever uh, mixed up covering the Spider-Man, Sandman, Doctor affair and loses everything. Blames Spider-Man. Uh, movie ends with the symbiote falling on Eddie at the bottom of the belt, which is basically where we're yeah. at. Yeah. So yeah. we're we're of so like mind. We're there. all we're all on the same spider page uh, on that one. I was trying to uh, Nathan wrote a lot, and I was trying to summarize it as best I can. I'm sorry, some if uh, some of the stuff that you pointed out, Nathan got lost in the uh, in the translation. But he just it was just way too much good stuff. Sorry, but Nathan, thank you for sharing your thoughts. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and yeah, that's uh, there we go. Did we fix Spider Man Three? You guys, I think I so. Have, I think that was pretty good. I'm pretty happy with that. I feel I feel like I feel like I would I would I would like to watch our version uh, and be like just to kind of. Um, see how the beats go, and yeah. Here's my question: uh, Are we? This is then. This is just kind of for for us uh, for the for the visually nerdy. Are we 
keeping the black Spider-Man suit as is in the movie, where it's basically just the same Spider-Man design, no. black, or are we actually it's doing so boring? The, be doing like the big white spider big on white the chest. Spider. You want the big white? You want the comic version? I want. Yeah, I want. I kind of want the at comic least look version. So, look different. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I'm I, down with that. Yeah, I, I, I like. I actually, I, I, when I first saw what they had done with, with this, this suit, I was like, okay, that's kind of neat. Like they kind of changed the spider a little bit. But yeah, I think having like the the really the big contrast of it's it's black and it's got the giant white spider that goes all around his chest. Yeah, yeah. Just to kind of really sort of set the stage, it's like yeah, this is something a little different. And yeah, spooky, very spooky. There, I think we did a pretty good job. Yeah, this is at least yeah at least a seven on a terrible scale, maybe an eight. All it's all about execution. Yes. Yep. We can only take it so far. We have no money to actually make a movie. No, so. that's true. But I think we've established that. So we've, we've saved Spider-Man 3. We've already given you Again, Spider-Man 4. if you know what Sam Raimi's number is, <laughs> give it to us. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, Robot Aunt May in Spider-Man 5 and the Scorpion. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that's a probably kind of we've kind of wrapped it up nicely. Uh, if you want, uh, you can give us a follow on the social medias, uh, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, where I have some notes. Uh, if you like the show, please consider rating and reviewing us on iTunes. It really helps us out. Uh, the Edmonton Community Foundation has been making the Well Endowed podcast for more than two years now, and they're looking for ways to offer a better listening experience. But they need your help. Take a three-minute survey to three, take three minutes to fill out their listener survey at thewelledendowedpodcast.com/survey. Our show and others from the network are being broadcast on G Radio. You can find it at gradio.ca, and you can find our episodes on the CKOA Radio app. Download it from the Apple App Store. We post new episodes every second week, so so tune in two weeks from now uh, for the uh, for the next episode where we'll be discussing to be determined. Yeah, no, no. Our next no, our next episode is going to be jingle all the way. Oh, well, our, our, our next full episode. Our yeah, so there is episode. no no there is no side notes. Oh, right, because the the um, uh, I will be away right in, for most of December. So right. we will be taking uh, a, a break. Yeah. We will have uh, a, a holiday episode, uh, which, as already established, will be Jingle All the Way. Jingle the the Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sinbad vehicle. I love it. Uh, we, it's music to my ears. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, we're going to try and record uh, a few more episodes ahead of time, I think, just to try and minimize the amount of time we're away. But uh, we, we, we may take us some time to get back. To a regular schedule. It's very possible we can make three episodes of Jingle All the Way from the trailer. You sure? Seen. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've not seen the movie, but we just watched the trailer and I'm like, ooh, this looks good. At, at any rate, stay tuned to our social medias and we'll let you know what's going on. Yeah. Sounds good. Uh, thank you very much uh, for listening. Uh, oh, I should buy uh, where, where can people find us? Find uh, each and every one of us. Uh, Scott Zebrajah, where can people find you? And what else are you working on? Uh, Mr. Man of a Thousand Podcasts. Stuff. You can uh, find me around on the internet. Uh, You can download some other podcasts I'm a part of. Uh, There's the Read Along with my lovely wife, Anita, where we read a book chapter by chapter, and every week we we book club it every week. Uh, And uh, I also do an improvised comedy podcast with the fine folks down at Rapid Fire Theater. That is What About, an Edmonton improv podcast. You can find them both online and download them where fine podcasts can be had. There you go. Greg Beaver, where can people find you? I run our Twitter account at Hi. I have some notes, so if you want to talk with movies with me, send me a message. Yeah, there you go. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at uh, Colin at Edmonton and on Instagram at The Collinium. Uh, the Collinium is usually artwork. My Twitter is mostly about sports and cookies, I think is, is, is about uh, pretty much it. 
and podcast and movie stuff. And the weather. So And the weather. So excited for Robin Hood, by the way. And and the Venom movie, which is kind of where this kind of whole thing spawned. <laughs> have you seen Venom? Side note? I, I, yes, I have seen Venom. Oh, okay. Give, give, give us a fixable rating on a scale of 1 to 10. Where, uh, where, where is it? How close is it to being a, bad, a good movie? Mm, one being, I would, one I, you know what? Unfixable. I would actually put it as a six. I think oh, a six. Yeah, I think, uh, have you seen I think it? it's actually I have pretty not. close. Okay. I have, I, I'm not going to lie. Six is higher I'm than not. I thought. And I like how we've just we've invented like an I have some notes scale of movies. Yeah, there you go. Uh, I'm, I'm not super keen to see it because uh, I'm not a huge fan of the character Venom. Oh, God. So. So, excited. <laughs> so excited. Oh, I have one more thing I should plug. Sure. Um, uh, Daniel Newman, who was on oh, that's Danielle right. Newman, sorry, yeah. not Daniel. <laughs> Danielle <laughs> Newman, who was on our Mighty Ducks episode, she has a podcast called This Is Adulting. Yeah, uh, and I recently helped produce uh, one of their episodes, so oh, you can cool. go check that out. On uh, just uh, search for uh, This Is Adulting on uh, any of the uh, podcast. Pieces. Yeah, she's uh, yeah, she was super excited to get that up and running. So yeah, so give that a listen, and uh, yeah, that's it for us. Thank you for listening to this show. Uh, we thank you for spending some time with us, and yeah, we'll talk to you next time. Keep watching the skies. For, for green goblins. For, and for falling black goop, if you're in bell and towers. for clouds of sand. <laughs>